One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper P. Quinnell, and today I'm joined by my intangible co-host and your jam that champion, Tempest. I'm Tempest. Boom. All of them. Every All day. the things. All yeah. the things. Nice. Yeah. JTJ. Yeah. Yeah. You did the hand movement like it was DMD. Yeah. JTJ. Would that work? I, I don't know. know. If it would. All no. he said it once, and then I badly messed up doing the thing. I was like, well... It's ruined now. <laughs> Never doing that again. Yep. Yep. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Mm, good. I uh, had a lovely time at the wonderful Rook Bourgeois' birthday mm. last night. Yes. And had got up at a reasonable hour with no hangover and then watched two bang average wrestling shows. Yep. And have been preparing to talk about the biggest wrestling news of all time. Yeah, well, we had uh, the fun experience of talking about the biggest wrestling news of all time during Book Bourgeois' birthday party. Which we sure was, did. That was an experience. It was. A lot of was, people uh, yeah. blown away by yeah. me having a mask. Yeah. Ready to go. A lot of people on Twitter are like, I can't believe he had his mask with him. It's like, it's very small. What mask? You just put it in a in a pocket, you know? Like it's just my face. Yep. That's how it works. Always prepared. Always prepared, exactly. Um... Yeah, because I, I I think I got there close to first out of out of the the wrestle talk people at the very least, not, yes. not out of the Noros Bar people, but out of the wrestle talk people, I believe I was there first. So I was there just chilling, and then a little bit later, uh, you and editor Terry and Terry's partner came, and we were, we were having a good time, and uh, we saw uh, Randy Andy Datsun showed mm-hmm. up with his partner, and I believe it was maybe thirty seconds after Andy walked in. One of the first things that I saw him say to me was, Vince is retired. And I went, what? And then we all panicked. And we didn't know what to do. telling the story. Because I was the one that told you. Was that right? Yeah. Because Andy, Andy definitely, like... Because I thought you were outside. No, I, I was standing there, like, talking with, you know, with the crew. And I just pulled my phone out. And I've got two notifications. Mm-hmm. One is from website Liam saying, Vince is retired. Yeah. And another one that was just a photo where I was like, oh, 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 oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, Pete, Pete, Vince, it's Vince. Vince is gone. Vince, he's retired. And you were like, 
What? Yeah, yeah. That I now I do remember this. Now you're retelling it. Yeah, the the Vince is gone. I was like, what do you mean gone? Yeah. Uh, He's no longer thing. with us, Pete. Yeah, no He's longer gone. Yeah. It's like I, a Disney movie where they're not allowed to say die. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of Big Hero Six. Yeah. Like, what would he think? He's gone. Like, yeah. Would have been more impactful if you said he's dead, actually. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, Vince is, in fact, not dead. Am I thinking of when we got the other breaking news of Brock Lesnar walking out? Were you outside then? And then uh, I that uh, I may have been outside for that. Yes. Yeah. I was. So maybe I'm I'm conflating the two. Yeah. Uh, but that was a whole stress because me, you, and Andy were all just standing there being like, what do we do? When does the so, news stop? So, so, someone needs to make a video. What do we do? How do we do this? Uh, who's got battery on their phone? Who can record a video right now? Let's call Ollie. Maybe Ollie can do a video. No response from Ollie. We've got to do it, I guess. Ollie was taking a bath. He was taking a bath. What, what a terrible time to have a bath. Ollie. Who takes a bath? You idiots. Who takes a bath? Come <laughs> just, on. just full stop. <laughs> Ollie Davis takes a bath. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bath man. Bow, bow. Uh, yeah, what a terrible time to have a bath. Missing the biggest wrestling news of all time. And, and I will keep calling Brooke it that. Brooke birthday. Yeah. Like, why was, first off, why does he hate Brooke? Why wasn't he there? Yeah. I mean, idiot to start with. Uh, and that would be, would have been a hell of a video if Ollie was also there and we had like the three of us talking about oh, it. Oh yeah, would have been a great video. Bloody Ollie, stupid man. Yeah. Instead, you got L I W breaking it down. Yeah. And trying to stay somewhat composed and just be like, brain is firing off faster than it can process. And yeah. There's news. Got to yeah. talk about the news. Tri- Triple H. Triple H uh-huh. back. That makes yeah. sense, but. And now Brock Lesnar's leaving, yeah. and oh, yeah, there's a lot. It's co-CEOs now. It's not even like an interim thing. There was mm-hmm. so much happening, and that was like, yeah, God, that was that was literally like, my brain was overloading because I I couldn't even process the news and what was happening because I was worried about making the video. So I was like, okay, we're outside. We need to just like go find somewhere where we can record this thing. I, this is a bush. That's fine. We can use that as like a a, a backdrop so it looks. You know, somewhat okay, so we're not just standing randomly in the street. Uh, lighting's okay, that's fine. Let's record this video. And I was standing there, like, reading out the first thing, and I was like, I haven't even read the statement yet. Yep. Like, the first time I actually properly read the statement was when we were recording it in the video, and I said it out loud. And that was, I hadn't even, like, processed any of the things that were happening of, like, so now what does this mean for this thing? Who Who is this going to affect immediately with this thing? Like, it There's was so many angles oh. to take that. Like, literally, yeah. if, if we were able to take an extra hour and like compose mm. our thoughts and like make a bullet point list of topics to hit. Like the video itself could have been like an hour long. Easy. It could have been a podcast. Yeah. There's so many things that like didn't even think to touch on at that point. Like there's so many levels to this. Yeah. What happens with NXT? Uh-huh. What happens with MJF? Yeah. What happens? There's like so many layers to this where you can just say, well, every single person that is not under a long-term contract currently with a promotion should be looking for this to possibly be a new home. And maybe not, maybe things won't change. But again, this is the discussion where it can just be a full day's discussion about what this means. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're going to be talking about it at the start of this podcast as is. 
uh, which we should probably get into right now. Mm. So here's the here's the show where we're going to be talking about that whole Vince McMahon thing. Also, Brock Lesnar walking out, and also, I guess we'll be reviewing SmackDown and Rampage too. Here's the show. So Tempest. Yes, Pete. <laughs> so Tempest. Yes, Pete. <laughs> so yesterday, we were out at a party. We were. And this breaking news happened. Vince McMahon has retired from WWE. And at the time, through his statement, we weren't 100% sure whether that means that, you know, he only mentioned CEO and chairman. Is it just like his corporate thing? Is he still going to be in control of creative? But according to a report from Fightful Select, no, he is actually stepping back from all active WWE roles. He is gone from WWE as a whole, he's still going to be giving advice to Bruce Pritchard, who's taking over the creative side of things in this transitional period. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's still going to be around for a little bit while he's giving some advice to Bruce Pritchard. But he is gone from WWE. What? <laughs> What's your thoughts on that, Tempest? Because there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Pete. What are my thoughts about yeah. all this? Because I got them. Yeah. I got a lot. Because... We did our breaking news video yesterday, and it was kind of difficult to put thoughts together at that moment. Just as I've said, like just the brain firing off faster than it could process. Mm -hmm. Like, again, this is the biggest news ever. Literally the biggest news ever. Yeah. And yeah. I, I feel confident at this point saying that. Yeah. You know, it's like top tier news story of all time as far as wrestling goes. Yep. This report that uh, Bruce Pritchard's taking over has mm. dampened my excitement of the situation yep. slightly, and I'm hoping that no. that will be a temporary, uh, temporary spot that's being filled, mm -hmm. and hopefully, as as we move forward out of the Vince McMahon era of WWE, maybe that means that we will be getting some new blood in those positions rather than the same guy that's been by his side for seemingly ever and ever. Yeah. Oh, boy. Where to even start, though? I, like, I have no idea. Like, I don't even know what angle to take with this. Yeah. Like, what is Vince McMahon's legacy? I don't, I don't care. It's terrible. Thank you, Vince. Vince... Kiss my pasty white ass. <laughs> That's what I think of the Vince McMahon chants in the crowd. That's my initial thought. We'll get. We'll probably get back to that as we get into the actual SmackDown review. For sure. This is a happy day for me personally. Hmm. This is just me talking as a fan. I'm not gonna go out here and be journalist man or anything like that and pretend to be something I'm not and try and be objective. I've been waiting for this for a very long time. As have a lot of fans. As have a lot of fans. And that is kind of where I want to take this. I want to take this in the direction of hope. That this is change. And mm. I came out on the podcast a month and a bit ago when these allegations came out. And this guy did his stupid spiel when he came out on SmackDown. Said, then now, together forever, whatever. And... I said that change is needed. We need change, and it starts with the people at the top. Because this business and everything has been built on a lot of very bad people. And unfortunately, we're only just 
now starting to get the ones at the top of the bu- of the business that's left out of the picture. And now that's happened. Now we will actually get to see if this makes change. If it doesn't, holy hot damn, I'm going to be upset. Mm. But I would like to take this in a hopeful direction. That now fans of WWE that over the years have turned off the product or been turned off by Vince McMahon's actions, whether that be the Saudi Arabia deal, which I don't think is going anywhere, but that's neither here nor there, or these allegations or his really racist characters, comments and behavior and such over the years. There's a lot to dislike about Vince McMahon. And we've said very often that there have been enough of these events over the course of the years where all of a sudden now the 4 million people that were watching Raw 10 years ago are down to 1.5 million people. That's not good for WWE business, whether they'll tell you that business is good or not. You would rather have 4 million people watching your show than 1.5 million. That's just a fact. Not saying that those fans are all going to come back. But I think a few of them might tune into some of these shows and be like, how is this going to change? Yeah. And granted, I'm not going to base this SmackDown off of any of that. Because, I mean, Lord knows this news came out at whatever time it came out in in the United States. Yeah. You know, (sighs) I'm not going to hold them to be like, well, the first show after Vince McMahon wasn't a home run change scenery change of uh, the whole way that we do business. No, I don't think we're going to get that. But if I was booking this, if I was in charge, God damn, Raw comes or SummerSlam comes or whatever, I would make every single thing different. Literally like new era, new signatures, everything's got a new logo, new production, new sets, new music, do a full 100-point restoration on WWE because this is the chance that you have to maybe get some people back. If you want to make actual change, make it start now. Yeah. Don't wait. Make it start now. I 100% agree because like we were saying on, I think we said on the, the breaking news video we did yesterday as well on the main WrestleTalk channel, people have been wanting Vince McMahon out of WWE regardless of your views of Vince McMahon people have generally agreed that the product has been stale and change has been stifled because Vince McMahon was in power. Mm -hmm. And any changes that they've made have been superficial or have been reverted later, you know? They've had things where they've gone, well, we're going to change it from now because our product's been bad. Here's this new thing that they're going to do. Give it a few months and that thing goes away. And they go right back to where they were before because, generally speaking, Vince McMahon is stuck in his ways. If Vince McMahon is no longer there... This is now the opportunity to galvanize some of those fans who have grown cold over WWE's products. Like, if anyone watched, not that many people did, but if anyone watched my TV14, uh, why TV14 rating won't fix WWE video essay that I did on the on the main WrestleTalk channel, I literally said, like, putting it TV14 won't fix the show by itself. It only gets fixed if you fix all of the other problems with WWE first. Right. And a lot of those problems stem from... Vince McMahon being Vince McMahon and his way of thinking. If you're going to galvanize the fans, now is the time. You have to, in it kind of honestly, in the same way that all that time ago Adam did in his How Adam Would Book WWE When Vince Retires, you need to acknowledge Vince's legacy of the company and say, yeah, Vince was great for this company. Whether he was great for wrestling as a whole, that's debatable. But 
Vince was objectively great for WWE. At a, at a time, yes. Made, made it the best thing, yeah. the, the biggest, you know, wrestling company in the world. He created the, you know, it becoming a, a mainstream popular thing. You can acknowledge Vince's legacy and then say, he did so well and now we're going to make it better. This is the new start. This is the new era of WWE post Vince McMahon. If you like the Vince McMahon stuff, that's great and we'll continue to honor that legacy. But this is now our company and this is how we're going to do things. It's acknowledging and not disrespecting Vince McMahon because they wouldn't want to do that because now, you know, his daughter is now the co-CEO, so I don't think she'd want to do that. But then taking his company and reinvigorating it because that is all that fans have wanted for so long is some sort of change, some sort of spark to be like, this is exciting again. This is the thing that fans have been calling for for years, decades at this point to say, we want change. We want something to be exciting again. This should be that thing. Should be. Whether it will be or not, who, who knows? knows? Because again, you look at the people that are still kind of around and in charge, and I would expect like Triple H to have a different approach as we saw with NXT. Not yeah. saying that like the main roster is going to become booked like the old NXT or anything like no, that. Definitely. But there's very clearly a different mindset there with some people. Yeah. Not everybody, though. I don't know where Stephanie McMahon would fall on a lot of these things. Mm. She was head of creative or involved in creative process at one point. Yeah. I've heard not great things. Yeah. That was also a long time ago. Mm. So I don't know. It's a big question mark about what you could do there. And as I said on WrestleTalk Extra, which will be going live this, this coming week, you need to train your audience to react certain ways. And for a long time, WWE's audience has been trained to react to the WWE way of doing things. Whether that be match layouts and formulas where you pop for the entrance, you pop for the finish, and then you pop for like big angles and turns and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. They've been trained to do that. Yeah. So any changes that you make will, like this doesn't get fixed overnight. It doesn't get fixed with one big show. This is now a process. If they want to instill change in WWE, you have to start and commit to it and train your fans to watch the product the way that you're going to present it now. Again, I don't know if they're going to change the way that WWE presents the product, but I think this is the time that you need to do that. WWE objectively has been declining in popularity for a very long time. And it's tough to just book better programming and hope that that will bring people back and everything. Mm -hmm. You need a big catalyst nexus genesis event where you can look at this and be like, this is where the change starts. You'll get people coming back, checking out the product for the first time in a long time. And this is where you start to train people to watch wrestling or watch WWE, sports entertainment, whatever, a different way. Mm -hmm. Gotta start now. Yeah. And I think that, realistically speaking, with SummerSlam next weekend, in literally a week's time from today, I think it would be smart for them to do Raw, do SmackDown, do SummerSlam, and then the Raw after SummerSlam is when you do, like, the big rebrands, yeah. have the new music, have everything sorted, and this will be like, right, SummerSlam is done, SummerSlam 2022 is the end of the Vince McMahon era. Raw, in Raw August, whatever it is, first... August 1st, 2022, that will be 
the new era, the post-Vince McMahon era. And you all need to check that show out because this is going to be how it's going to go. Yeah, I, I think they, they have a real opportunity on their hands here to take this ball and run with it. I don't think they will. I think, especially because from the report that Bruce Pritchard is taking over Vince yeah, McMahon's creative role, that taking some advice from Vince McMahon, it still feels like, I, I get the impression that it's still going to be a very McMahon, it's still going to feel like a Vince McMahon show for a little while at least. Whether that will go over time, you know, if Vince does completely step away and, you know, he stops giving that advice to Bruce Pritchard and then it becomes more of a Pritchard thing, maybe Pritchard will leave and or he takes advice from other people or whatever, that will then start the changes. I don't think we're going to see that, bang, here's a refresh, here's the season premiere, here you go, we're going to start it right now. I think if there are going to be any changes, it will be very gradual over time until we get to a point, maybe one, two years down the line, we go, oh, wow, this is actually like not a bad show anymore, you know? And it actually becomes quite good. Maybe after Kevin Dunn goes... I was just going to say that, Pete! <laughs> I was just going to say that. You want to make instant change, you put a new guy in the goddamn director's chair. Yeah. Yeah. Make that happen. That genuinely would be priority uno for me. Yeah. Th that will make your show feel dramatically different. Yeah. You don't even have to change any of the content on your show. If you change the way it's filmed, it will feel so different. Yeah. If you get away from the Kevin Dunn style that is ingrained in WWE right now, all you have to do... Because they did that on when they first did the brand split in 2016. Uh, and they changed like the raw, uh, the raw commentary desk went up yeah. on, the, uh, on the ramp rather than next to the ring. Mm -hmm. And they started doing some like more dynamic camera shots. It's like, it, this feels like a different show to SmackDown. It, genuinely, those tiny small little changes made it feel like a completely different show to SmackDown. You change how it's filmed. It's a different show. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Not even different. It would be so much better. It would be much more palatable. So much better. It. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The Bruce Pritchard being the guy taking, you know, advice from, from Vince. First of all, you've been in this position for so long. Yeah. I don't know what advice. Like, I get that you haven't been the chairman, but, like, come on. You've been yeah. his right-hand dude for a long-ass time. You should have learned something by now. Yep. <sighs> I don't like knowing that he's still involved in a high position. To me, again, this is very wishful thinking that, you know, he's not realistic or whatever. But I would make this the opportunity to be like, thank you for your service, Bruce. You're no longer needed. Thank you for your service, Kevin. You're no longer needed. Never call John Laurinaitis again, but just get the people that make WWE the way that it is out of the picture. Obviously, you can't do that with, like, Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon, but if they are then in charge and are then putting forth their vision, let that be with their people. Mm -hmm. If you're Vince McMahon retiring, you don't need to have his guys be in charge of these choices anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what he wants, right? Right. That's what he needs. Is he want he wants his company to continue without him in exactly the same way? You can't do that. Yeah. You no longer get to make that decision, and if you let him make that decision, all oh, this is superfluous. Sure is. Can't get but, half pregnant. I mean, this... retire. 
But I mean, this is something that's been in the works for years. We've seen all these backstage power dynamics and shifts in positions with like the hiring of Nick Khan and mm. Triple H was, uh, you know, he was stripped of his responsibilities and like all these people were going into positions where we didn't think they'd be. You know, at one point in time, not that long ago, people just assumed that when Vince Vince left or died, Triple H would be the one to take over. That's not happening anymore. Nope. Nick Khan is the co-CEO. And you would have thought that maybe it would have been Steph and Triple H would have been like the two people to run it. And only half of that is true. Nick Khan is very much a Vince McMahon guy as mm. well. He's the guy that's been making all these amazing deals for WWE, making them all the money with their, you know, their, their brand deals and all that stuff. So like Vince has been forming his little coalition towards the top of WWE for precisely the moment when he leaves, it continues in his vein. Like that that's what he's been planning for years. That's the point. And that's part of the, speculation on my part is going from facts into speculation speculation now i think that's why a lot of the nxt crew that triple h was amassing the little triple h group that he had going they were all got rid of because triple h was like i've got my guys so when i have more power i can promote my guys and we can help like run wwe the way we want to they were all you know released and all that stuff so now it's just triple h really and then mm -hmm. it's Shawn michaels running nxt that's about it, yeah. you know? That's that's the Triple H crew now. A lot of them have gone. So, this is a, a very unique situation in WWE history. And I think we are at one of a, a period in time from now for the next few months, maybe even a few years, where we will have so many different branching paths of different timelines, oh, right? Yeah. Where you could be like, if this thing happened, we could go this way. If this other thing happens, we can go this way. And there's so many possibilities of change in WWE right now on so many different levels. Whether it's complete fundamental overhaul or whether it's like, hey, this thing might change a little bit and it makes the product a little bit better. Or, you know, Kevin Dunn goes and it becomes like a nice thing to watch, but nothing else really changes. Mm -hmm. Or you could have this becomes the best thing in wrestling again, out of nowhere. You know, like, it, it could totally happen. Where we go on the sliding scale of how much WWE changes, we are literally just going to have to wait and see. Yep. But I'm kind of curious and excited for the next few weeks and months to see what's going to happen. I have no clue. If you had to give an honest prediction six months from now... Where do you think WWE will be in, in your estimation, not necessarily in terms of popularity or ratings mm -hmm. or whatever, but just in your estimation of what you think a, a good wrestling show would be, where do you think it's going to be? I think six months from now, WWE, the WWE product, I think, looks very different. I don't think that happens in the next month. Mm -hmm. I would do it that way, but that's I don't think that's realistic. Yeah. But I think in six months' time, I really do think... By then, we will see the Kevin Dunns and the Bruce Pritchers phased out. Mm. And I believe that, and I gotta believe that. Six months from now, I think this thing looks very different, but I think it takes the full six months to get there. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, it will be like a gradual process where you'll look at it and be like, wow, this product looks nothing like it did six months ago, but there isn't like a show where it's all of a sudden everything's different. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll do it that way. I don't know, but that would be my guess. Yeah, I, I also think there's there's one aspect to this as well. We were talking about Kevin Dunn leaving. Kevin Dunn might want to go because now he's such an inherent Vince McMahon guy and those two are like so tight-knit that if Vince McMahon isn't there, maybe Kevin Dunn is like, 
I don't want to be here anymore. He can just retire off all the millions that he's made over the years. Dear Lord, just... I. Why would you take this job with so much money? It... I don't know. You're just inflicting pain and misery <laughs> on the eyeballs of millions of people. Uh, so that's another aspect. that It might not be that Kevin Dunn is released or, you know, fired or whatever, but he just might want to go. Kevin Dunn like, quietly retires yeah. and takes his shares and... Yep pisses off forever yeah. and he will be kevin dunn ah uh, yeah, been working on that one all day um for me i think it's six months time i think i'm kind of on the same degree as you i don't think it might actually be that drastic a shift i think it might be a more palatable show i think it might be a a better thing to watch that's not just like all right here's the wwe formula Here's this match that's going to happen. I don't really care about any of the wrestling that happens. It's just going to be, you know, the same formula every show. I don't think we're going to be there, but I don't think it's necessarily going to be, like, a huge change. It's just going to be occasionally be like, oh, this is a really cool angle, and we'll get more of those, like, every so often, you know? Or we'll have, like, a really good match every week. You know, something like that, where it's, like, a small change, but something that becomes much more palatable over time. I think, because we talk about this on goddamn every single SmackDown review... <laughs> I think, as we've said this a lot, the minus ones have killed my enjoyment of WWE, where you can just look at every single segment on a show and just be like, oh, the interviewer's stupid, or, oh, they're, they're watching TV the wrong way, or, oh, they've, they've messed up the pacing and had Austin Theory in the ring for 18 minutes. Mm -hmm. Those are the things I think will change from now to then. I don't think exactly. we're going to have, like, a creative genius takeover and there's going to be a new boom period and they're going to make a new star and have great angles and a well-booked show. But I just think the show will make more sense. Yes. It will look better. Mm -hmm. They won't do the stupid shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder interviews. The little things that are annoying about this product might just start to go away. And honestly, I would enjoy this product so much more, even as it is with its ridiculously stupid booking. They just did that. Yeah. And that's the easiest part. Like, mm -hmm. booking wrestling is hard. Booking wrestling is a complicated psychological process where you got to know who's going to work well with who and also what storylines you can build off of that. And you have to sell that to an audience in a way that they'll want more. And it's a complicated process. But just making a decent looking television program is not that complicated. Mm -hmm. And I think we can start there. Yep. I think there will just be less negative ones yes. when we get six months time. Uh, we also have to talk about Brock Lesnar because we haven't spoken about that yet. Oh, my God. Uh, so... The other breaking news story from yesterday linked to this Vince McMahon retirement was not long afterwards, reports that has come out, first from Brian Alvarez, was corroborated by Sean Rossap, mm -hmm. that Brock Lesnar had walked out of SmackDown. Now, at the time, we didn't know what that meant. We didn't know whether he'd just quit and just gone, I'm going home. Because there was a quote from Brian Alvarez saying that Brock Lesnar said something along the lines of, if he's gone, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. So, like, he's just like, well, I'm done with WWE now because I'm upset because Vince McMahon has retired. That was the vibe that we got. Then it started to change me, like, actually, they're trying to get him back for SmackDown, still trying to get him in for SummerSlam. There were reports be that saying that WWE were going to try and get Goldberg in to replace Lesnar at SummerSlam. I thought Vince was gone! <laughs> <laughs> so, all of this crazy shifting thing, it eventually came out that, of course, Brock Lesnar was on SmackDown. Mm. They managed to get him back, 
and they spoke to him some more. He'd calmed down. It all blew over in a report from Fightful Select, and he was still able to do the show at SmackDown. Uh, but that whole situation of him just, like, walking out is insane to the point where they didn't know when SmackDown was on it. Like, SmackDown had to be completely rewritten because Brock Lesnar was supposed to be, like, the focal point of this episode. So they just had to rewrite it, and they left the final segment open for maybe Brock will appear here if he comes back, or maybe not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he did, because he came back. Uh, but that whole situation's nuts as well, because it, I think that quite heavily affected this episode. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, ca- I can't necessarily fault WWE heavily for that, for Brock Lesnar just walking out and them going, we don't have a show anymore, and then having to drastically rewrite it. But as I said in my editing review on the Rest Talk News episode, uh, I think that actually the bits that Brock Lesnar definitely wouldn't have been involved in anyway were the worst bits of the show. And the bits that he probably would have been involved in that were hastily rewritten were fine, mostly. Mm-hmm. So, like, I still think it would have been a bad show well, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, I don't think there was much saving this episode no. of SmackDown, personally. But, yeah, I don't really care that much about the Brock thing. You know, it feels like a thing that happened and then was dealt with and then Twitter is Twitter about it, you know, and like, I can't comprehend the amount of tweets that I've seen where it's like, oh, the idiot dirt sheets got worked again just because circumstances changed. Like they reported the one thing and that was accurate and they reported a second thing later and it was also accurate. And then that the, the reporter that was like, yeah, they're trying to get him back. And that was accurate. And then it all happened that way. And the people are like, idiots, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. And that's like the most discourse I've seen about this. If mm. he was gone and like really gone, I'd have different thoughts about this and how WWE would handle the situation. Because oh, yeah. I can imagine it would not be nearly the same as a couple of other superstars that have walked out recently that had a smear campaign against them. But hey. I can't hold that against WWE when that hasn't happened, when that's not the timeline that we're living on. Can you imagine if he legitimately walked out and Michael Cole went on commentary to just be like, disrespectful. He's disrespected the he WWE let, universe. let down the WWE universe. Somehow, I don't think that would ever happen. I don't think it would have either, but no. I don't know why. I can't understand why. Yep. So, otherwise, like, I kind of imagine that there's not a whole lot more for Brock to do in WWE anyway. I uh-huh. thought WrestleMania might have been his retirement match, like his unofficial retirement match. Yeah. And... He's come back, and, like, I don't hate Brock Lesnar. I don't like this stupid Roman Reigns feud that's been going on for a million years. So, like, you can do more stuff. But if he does his SummerSlam date and he's like, all right, now I'm done. I don't want to work for anybody else in Vince McMahon. Then we address that when it happens. But as of now, as it's come out, I don't think sitting here today, the Brock Lesnar thing is, like, as big a deal anymore. No, it's just, I think it's it's noteworthy um, that people have such an attachment to Vince McMahon, the person, mm-hmm. such loyalty to him, and also because it affected this episode of SmackDown, and they yes. have to do a big rewrite, which we'll get into shortly when we talk, when we review SmackDown. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now we should probably do some ultra chats because we've spoken about this a lot. Uh, get in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. It's going to go through all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Oh, there's a lot of them. Okay. Uh, Mary Pansville Dan said, Hey guys, I hope you're well. I'm on my way to WXW in Hamburg. But Shocked. I to, yeah, but I had to comment on Vince. By God, I never thought I'd see this day. He is gone. Is he really? Still trying to actually believe it. This could be the biggest change in wrestling. I mean, as of, like, right now, the big, it's the biggest one that could happen today, unless, like, Absolutely. you know, you know, unless there was some tragic event or whatever. That, yeah. You know, if AEW overnight shut down or something like that, yeah. you know, this is this is about as big as it gets. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Puckhead1994 said, uh, the rationale that live crowds are different than IWC is weak, considering that there were loud Cody chants weeks before Mania, despite only uh, despite only being dirt sheet rumors. The Vince News is mainstream, and live crowds still worship him. Disgusting, and good riddance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Into this review. Yeah. Uh, Charles Berg said, I never thought I'd actually see this happen. I figured I'd be dead before it would happen. But guys, it happened. It actually happened. AEW had a rap battle. In all seriousness, adios to the exploitative. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that, that happened. I mean, I yeah, I'm just. That's not a slander. I, no, 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 that bit's fine. I was just checking the rest of the message oh, first. Okay. Um, adios to the exploitative, murderer protecting, stereotyping sex pest. Jam that jam. All seemingly accurate. Mm. All seemingly confirmed. That's, the last that's one. Crazy. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. 
Matt Hennessy said, uh, Hi guys, I was watching SRS in livestream and he was saying with VKM stepping down, he could see a lot of talent returning to WWE like Cross, Gargano and Wyatt. Do you think with this news, talent who asked to leave like Ali and Roddy would be more likely to stay in WWE? Maybe. It Again, it depends more, how it changes. Is, is it less likely? I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I don't know if it's more likely. I, I have been thinking a lot of these same things. Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, wow, like, Get Bray Wyatt back. Mm-hmm. Get Johnny Gargano to sign. Yeah, you get a few more guys, and all of a sudden, product not looking too bad. Yeah, you know, genuinely bulk up this roster a little bit. Yeah, get Matt Cat Moss off TV. It's not fair <laughs> to Matt Cat Moss, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, you get a few more of these guys that have left over the years, and and, th- and this show is a lot better. There's that side of it as well. In that, this thing has been built up for ages. Of you know. Triple H taking back the head of talent relations role. That was clearly in preparation for for this thing happening. So maybe with Triple H as head of talent relations at this point, I think a lot of guys that were like former NXT guys that had Triple H as kind of like the the father of NXT, that have that good relationship with him, maybe he's going to be more convincing to be like, hey, you should should come back or, you know, I'll I'll protect this guy. We'll bring him in kind of thing. I think he's going to be good in that role for a lot of the roster that that, uh, appreciate and respect him. Yeah. yeah, it could really help the roster. I, I think so. I, yeah. I could go off on this because, mm. like, I, we've only just started to see this whole thing happen with guys going the other way. Yeah. What with Cody Rhodes and, uh, and everything this year. This is where the war starts. Mm. And this is where it gets interesting. Yeah. When all of a sudden, who's to say that the entire Undisputed Era one day does not go back and does do something on the main roster? That would be so cool. And it's uh, all of a sudden, once WWE and AEW are both interesting options, that's where this gets great. Mm. This is where this all changes. This is where you get like WCW and WWF in 97 when both shows were really good. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that's my dream. Gold boat. Matt Hannessy also says, uh, also, would some of the dumb name changes be dropped for uh, like, for example, Pete Dunne going back to Pete Dunne? Who knows? I don't know I how. I doubt it. I don't know how deep the everyone's got to have a new name. We got to copyright everything. I don't yeah. know how deep that goes into WWE. Yeah. But I think we stop getting as many stupid ass names. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, Robert Waters said, Is it too soon to hit Vince with the na 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 na? Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. No. No, it is not. Absolutely not. Hort, the Outcast 823, said, So, how was the party? The fact we're now in a post-Vince era is still unreal to me, so I want to ask an unreal question. The D&D movie trailer just came out. Is Brock the Barbarian of WWE? Was Vince Vecner? I now return you to your on-topic show, LIW for Life. Um, is Brock the Barbarian of WWE? Yes. That works. Pretty close. Yeah, I, I think that works. Uh, was Vince Vecner... Uh, probably the closest thing. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be real about it, Undertaker's probably Vecna because he's undead. Dead man walking. Anyway, uh, uh, NS Ogre has been a member for 12 months in a row. Woo! Been WWE free for four years. <laughs> Love the way they phrase that. You know, it's, it's like it's an addiction that they've got yeah. passed up in WWE free for four years. Uh, when they end the Saudi deal, I'll give them a chance. Thanks, Vince, for wrestling as we know it. But screw Vince. I think that works. Thanks, Vince. 
you screw, like, screw you, Vince. If you like it. I'm not thanking Vince. <laughs> yeah. I'm not thanking Vince for anything. Nathan Schultz said, uh, who had money on Vince retiring before Flair? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, you know? <laughs> not many people, I wouldn't think. Hot no. damn. Uh, Vandalia1998 said, uh, it's nice to see LIW holding gold again. We just need to get Pete an inaugural MyGMO championship now. Do you think more stars will get more creative freedom with their characters now, or will they be heavily scripted still? I think they're going to be scripted. Yeah, but you never know, right? Like, this is, uh, this is the change that we're talking about. Yeah. Like, the, you got the little minus ones, like all that. The big one, like a, a big old minus 10 where you just get rid of that. That's like... Just letting dudes cut promos. Yeah. Letting them kind of think of their own characters a little bit. And That'd be cool. It'd be really cool. But again, that might be hopeful. We don't know. And Big Mike, finally for now, Mike. Uh, says, uh, I have to know when the news broke about Vince. Does Tempest just keep his mask on him at all times or like in his car? Lol. And who do you guys think will come back to WWE now that Vince is gone? I, I do not have a car. <laughs> no. I, I'm, not, I'm not planning to drive a car while here. At all. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. That's fair. Of course. I've always got the mask. Yeah. It was just in his pocket. Yeah. And it was like, you got the mask? He was like, yeah. Okay. Well, always go. prepared. Let's go. Yeah. It was great. Um, Who do you think will come out to WWE now that Vince is gone? I genuinely do think it's folks like Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Because I've been sitting around for a year going, man, WWE is the only real perfect place for a character like Bray Wyatt. Absolutely. Like, he was in the perfect spot. And they were stupid about it, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, they were. There are a few guys that I think just fit that system best. And I think he's one of them. Yep. I think there could be a few more, but I agree. I he's, he's the biggest one for me. We're gonna rinse through. We're gonna we're gonna sp lightning round this these reviews of SmackDown and Rampage Speed. because there were more important things to talk about, and also these shows were average. Bang average. Yeah. Uh, so SmackDown began with Stephanie McMahon coming out and doing a thank you Vince chant. <sighs> so uh, you gotta figuring how far I want to walk this line. You know, you cross the line. This is not entirely true, but I know Liam Leonard sent in an ultra chat mm -hmm. when we did the podcast about the allegations coming out. Yes. I think he was bang on. This certainly feels like uh, a gathering of people looking at a figurehead mm -hmm. of, a, of a large group of people mm -hmm. who's done a lot of really heinous crap, including, but not limited to, Alleged sexual misconduct. Mm -hmm. I don't like either of those groups of people. No. No. This, like, mm, if you go to a show, like I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't go to SmackDown at all, ever. No. Regardless. But if I'm going to this show, I can't imagine chanting "Thank you, Vince." And, like, if you did, I'm sorry, but I do have less respect for you as a human. <laughs> like, you know, I don't think that's crazy to say. That going out and, and saying, th I understand what the situation is, and there's a lot of people that really love WWE, and this is 
all because of Vince McMahon and they want to thank him for that. But I'm sorry, that doesn't outweigh the situation. And it might in your mind, but I will tell you that you're wrong. Mm. So everyone that can uh, say thank you, Vince, can <laughs> kiss my pasty white ass too. <laughs> Lightning round. Lightning uh, round. Street Profits came out. They did a promo saying that they're going to win. Angelo Dawkins was fired up. They were interrupted by Theory, who was interrupted by the Usos, who was interrupted by Mad Cat Moss. They all had a brawl to set up the main event of a six-man tag. I, uh, it was yeah, fine. It was fine. Uh, we had Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ludwig Kaiser again. They changed Gunther's music, and it's bad. I don't like it. Uh, I like the fact that Gunther on the outside is always like barking and commanding orders at Ludwig. I think that's that's a nice touch for the character. A literal ring general. Li a literal ring general. Uh, I, I really like that. Uh, didn't quite like as much, though, that uh, Kaiser got the win thanks to Gunther's interference. Uh which, it wasn't a bad match by any means. I think I I have this idea of the character in my head for Gunther, which is better than what they're doing, which is the opposite way around. I should think of the character, and then they should do something that better than what I could think of. Mm. And for me, having him judge Ludwig Kaiser on his own merit, like not getting involved in his matches, if he wins, praise him. If he loses, punish him. Mm -hmm. And that's I really like the aspect of, take your chops, you lost, you made me look bad, take your punishment. And he goes... Yep, I lost. You know, hands behind the back and then bang. You know, he can be punished for it. Mm -hmm. I prefer that aspect of the character. But doing interference so Kaiser wins and then going up on the ramp and then chopping him anyway. I'm like, what is he? Do What's he doing now? What's yeah. the what? I don't know what his motivation is at this point. Because at this point, he his motivation now just to abuse Ludwig Kaiser. Is that the point now? I, I don't know. I it, it's the it same problem muddy. I have with like Andre Chase and NXT. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why anyone is in uh, in, in Chase U because yeah. someone will answer a, a question correctly in his class and he'll yell at them. Yeah. It's like, well, why are you there then? Mm -hmm. What's the point? What are you benefiting from this? And if you got to see Ludwig Kaiser get some form of praise or a reason to be taking this punishment. Yeah. Then it would make a lot more sense, but it's like, why is he just like a prisoner of of mm. of Walter? Like, yeah. it doesn't. There's, it's close, but it's not all the way there. It needs a little bit more time in the oven. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I think you can make the argument that you know, Gunther had to interfere on his behalf. So sure. he's like, I shouldn't have to interfere for God's sake. But I still think that that he shouldn't be interfering. You know, he should let mm -hmm. Ludwig Kaiser lose on his own merit. So I would just not have Ludwig him. Kaiser beat Shinsuke Nakamura when Shinsuke Nakamura is probably getting the next IC title shot. Yeah, I'd assume so. You know, just, yeah. Anyway, lightning That's round. Seemingly uh, common sense. Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey sense. did a promo. Uh, Ronda Rousey essentially said, hey, Kayla, you need to be here. Do one, will you? Not wrong. Yeah. Uh, Ronda's promo ability is still not very good, but Liv Morgan, I thought, did a very good promo here. Yes, I like this promo. Re really like Liv Morgan's promo, saying that, you know, she said, like, hey, I'm not necessarily going to beat you because I'm a better wrestler than you. I'm going to beat you because I have more passion for this, and I need this more than you do. And Ronda Rousey's like, you know, that's what I like about you. You've got you've got more passion for this than anybody in that locker room, except me. I'm like, that's good. Yeah. It builds both people up. It's not like, you're terrible. It's like, no, you're great, but I'm better. And that's promo building 101. Yeah. Nice. You know, seeming, this is a really weird comparison to make. This promo reminded me a lot of the really famous uh, WrestleMania 17 Steve Austin 
Rock promo where it's just Steve Austin being like, take out all this other crap that doesn't matter that WWF has booked. Bang, not a factor. Not a factor. <laughs> I need to beat you, Rock. <laughs> yeah. I need it more than you can ever imagine. Yeah. And you just need to make me believe that you want to win. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be more complicated than that. It's just Steve Austin saying, you've got the title and I want it. Mm -hmm. And I want it more than you do. Yeah. And that's all Liv really said here, but it's enough. Yeah. Because she, she's believable. I yeah. believe that she loves this stuff and wants to be SmackDown Women's Champion. Simple. She's a really easily likable SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah. And if you just cut a promo about her being a likable champion who wants to do this, that's a win. Yeah. Big Thumbs win. up for me. Yeah. Like it. Happy Corbin did a sneak attack on Pat McAfee. I thought it was a good angle. I just wish Corbin would have done something a little bit more impactful. Sure. Like, uh, he initially did, like, a boot and kicked McAfee out of his chair, which kind of came out of nowhere, which was a really cool start to it. But then it was just kind of bonk off the desk, bonk into the barricade, and then he walked away. Then McAfee chased him. They brawled backstage. I would have preferred, like, Corbin to just attack him. And then they'd be like, oh, what a dastardly man. And he walks away after he, like, put him through the commentary table or something. Yeah, but see, if that happens, then we have to get Corey Graves out to do the commentary for the rest of the show. Yeah, that's true. Let's not do that. I will give credit on this show to Michael Cole. Mm -hmm. I think his commentary is greatly improved without someone yelling in his ear. <laughs> Funny how that works. I thought his reaction to Baron Corbin attacking Pat McAfee was very good. Mm. I thought it was like genuine. It wasn't like, oh my, as yeah. we've seen a million times before. It was like, what are you doing? Oh my God. Yeah. Which is more believable. Yeah. A more realistic reaction. And I like that. Yeah. Pat McAfee did a promo. I thought it was solid stuff. Good promo. He's He's good. Yeah. Uh, he has very good delivery. Yes, he does. Uh, we then got the Viking Raiders versus Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Uh, Viking Raiders won via countout. They can't even beat Jinder Mahal and Shanky when they threw Jinder Mahal into the New Day who were sitting at ringside. Why couldn't they just win? I don't know. Like, not via countout. Why couldn't they just win via pinfall? Not a clue. Gotta protect Shanky. Mm, I would really love to know when Xavier would stop being the king. Because they're like, oh, King Woods. Yeah, he doesn't not wearing his crown. Be King Woods, get out of here. Yeah, man hasn't been a king in like ages. Ages. Yeah. What was the point? Like, yeah. You gave him the thing that he wanted, and that's really cool. I'm happy that he got his moment, but like, should have followed got through. nothing out yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, technically, he beat Roman Reigns. No, but he did. It was no contest. Mm. Uh, the Brawling Brutes had a segment that was promoted as Shillelaghs and Shenanigans. Branding. I hate all of that. Uh, we then, we then get a recap of Drew McIntyre doing the sword thing, and they added a sword slash sound effect to it, so it went shing as he did the thing, and I was like, that's stupid. Uh, it, this was a long segment, and I think it was bad. I like Drew's promo here. Drew was good. I mean, the the end result of what we got was very stupid. Yes. What this is, what this led to and built up to was dumb. It yes. had a bad payoff. But I liked Drew's promo a lot, where he's just like, God damn it! Someone needs to win this title, so stop ducking me! Mm -hmm. We're gonna have the biggest match ever in our friggin' home, where we did all this and ran the roads and learned to wrestle and did all that, and now you're ducking me? You're gonna cost us both this opportunity? Yeah. Fight me like a man! Yeah. I was like, hell yeah! I wanna see this match now! And then he's yeah. like, eh, we'll do it next week, and it'll have yeah. sticks. And it will have shillelaghs in it because they're having, oh, I didn't write it down on these notes, a good old-fashioned Irish boss, something or other. Donnybrook. Donnybrook match. Ah, uh, yep, sure. They're doing that next week on SmackDown, not at SummerSlam. A good old-fashioned Nigerian drum fight. 
How can it be good old-fashioned when they've not done it before? Whatever. Drew sliced through a shillelagh. And they did, like, the big pyro explosion when he did it. The sword's banned, bad. by the way. The sword is banned because he's actually used it so many times. He's not killed anyone, though. He needs to kill. <laughs> he needs to kill someone. That's how the sword works. That's how the sword works. Uh, I sure. find this hilarious. It's stupid. It's but... stupid. I'm really bored of this feud. I want him to finish it now. Dave, it's, it's amazing how SmackDown truly is a rerun. And every SmackDown seemingly has had Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre and Aaliyah versus Lacey Evans booked on it. And we haven't gotten it once. Mm-hmm. Show is insufferable yeah. sometimes. And why? I know he's not from there, but why couldn't we just call it a Belfast brawl? Because we've had a bunch of Belfast I... brawls. How different is it really? Belfast is in a different country. I know, it's but like, Island. is it? Would it be worse than a good old-fashioned Irish Donnybrook match? Surely you could do like a a, a Dublin. A Dublin Donnybrook match. Uh, Dublin, so much better. Dublin dust up. I don't. I don't know. I don't, know. don't give. Don't, don't come at me comments for that because that was bad. Uh, Uzas and Heyman had a backstage promo, making sure that Theory gets beaten up later. Raquel Rodriguez. I didn't even write down her opponent. It's Sonya Deville. Uh, she won. Surprised me. Cool. I would have. I would have bet a lot that Sonya Deville was going to beat Ra- uh, Raquel in this match. Just. Yeah. Because that's the opposite of what he should do. Yeah. And when she just beat her clean, I was like, oh, cool. Well, right on. Yeah. Let's go. Aaliyah were then supposed to face Lacey Evans. We got a recap of the promo from last week, and then Lacey Evans did the same promo as last week, and then she hit Aaliyah with the women's right again, and then she walked out. Who cares? I love that a punch is enough to be like, oh, can't do this match anymore. She's not fit it's to compete. Not, it's not even that she can't. I think it's just Lacey Evans, Lacey Evans just walks out, so it's like, well, I guess we're not doing it. It's stupid. And then they had the goal later on to be like, well, next week we're getting Aaliyah versus Lacey Evans. It's like, that is the fourth week in a row you've promoted this match. It has not happened once. Why would we believe that it's going to happen next week? I, in fact, do not. Stupid. Of course, that's when it will happen. But guess what? You've made me not care. Yeah. I wouldn't have cared at any point during this, but holy hell, you've made me care so much less. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett did a little thing saying he's going to be a referee at SummerSlam. Woo! Don't care. Um... Maxine Dupree debuted in a backstage segment and said, we're going to do the summer wear stuff next week, which was supposed to be this week. Cool. Uh, and then we had the main event of Usos and Theory versus Profits and Moss, which was fine. It was a fine match. And then Theory walked out on the Usos, who then tagged him out so he wasn't the legal man, but then he came back in and was suddenly the legal man and continued wrestling despite him already walking out on the match, which was weird. Had this interaction with Madcap Moss, and then it ended in DQ because they did the exact same finishes last week. They don't know how to win matches. Still hasn't won a match since April. Why can't they just have him win? It would have him win. I would love to know the thought process. Yeah. What 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 is the benefit of not having him win? I don't know. Give me one benefit that's not protecting Madcap Moss. Which should not be the point when he's facing Mr. Money in the Bank. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, um, the Usos and the Street Profits, I think, vanished. More or they, less, yeah. They, they were brawling to the back, probably. They, they were brawling. Montez Ward did a dive onto them, and then they ceased to exist. Uh, Matt Jennings in DQ. Brock Lesnar came out, did two F5s onto Austin Theory, one of them onto the briefcase, which was a fun ending angle. That was nice. But also, what? 
uh, is how I ended this show. Yeah. About covers it. It's fine. The show was nothing. It was yeah. it was a nothing show built virtually nothing, paid off nothing. Yeah. Except it had it started with the biggest news ever. Yeah. See that's and the thing. Otherwise like, it wasn't worth watching. Much like the other show that had Vince on it. Yeah. Know? Like I, I didn't feel like I could be too harsh to WWE in this one because they did have last minute rewrites. They had other plans with Brock Lesnar. And I'm sure those plans would have been the best plans ever, but they couldn't do them. But also, the stuff that Lesnar definitely wouldn't have been in was bad. And the stuff that he probably would have been involved in was better than the stuff that was bad. So, I don't know, two, three out of five? I don't know. Pete, you can blame WWE. It's I okay. I don't want to. I'd like to be I'll do it! Generous. Still made a bad show. Yeah, they did. Uh, Rampage! Let's talk also about that. Also an average show. This was an average show. Started off with Hangman Page and John Silver versus Butcher and Blade. Butcher and Blade, one of the most successful teams in AEW, said it's Galibur. Like, News to me. That's a lie. Yeah. That's what that is. Don't lie that to me, lie. Masked Man. Yep. I don't appreciate being lied to by commentary. Exactly. I, I call it out a lot when... When WWE does it, I think Michael Cole said that Sonya Deville like abused her power more than any other uh, authority figure in WWE history. Not you know the authority that ran roughshod over WWE for like four years. Not mm-hmm. Vince McMahon, yeah. the evil billionaire boss. Not Vicky Guerrero booking SmackDown in Edge's favor for two years. Not, not John Laurinaitis. Not John Laurinaitis. Not Eric Bischoff. Not the computer. Nope. No. I, like. So stupid. So when AEW does it, I call them out too. Don't lie to me. Yeah, that's that's incorrect. This was a fun little match, but it was nothing special, really. Hang yeah. on, page one with a box shot. That's that, about yeah. it. Yeah, I was fine. I was hoping that we were gonna get something about the Dark Order and Hangman mm. Page. Like, I want these segments to feel like they further the storyline, yeah, not just maintain it. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wheeler Utah and Daniel Garcia got a video promo. It was cool. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli had a promo. It was very good. Uh, I really liked uh, this promo from Claudio. Uh, really built the match against Gresham. I think he's going to win. I wouldn't bet against it. I think that would be very cool if he does. I heard a theory that this match was supposed to be Gresham and Brian. Mm. And that, yeah, you I know, see that. you'd have Brian beat Zack Sabre Jr. at Forbidden Door mm-hmm. and then say that he's the best technical wrestler in the world. And then you have Brian Anderson and Jonathan Gresham. That's fun. Of course, you can't do that. Yeah. It makes me believe, well, what would the plan have been then? Would we have John Moxley, AEW champion, Brian Danielson, ROH champion, Wheeler Yuta, pure champion, and all of a sudden, that uh, that's a lot of gold. Yeah, it's pretty good. Might still be the case, but I don't know. Uh, speaking of Blackpool Combat Club here, I would really like to see Claudio being joined by more Blackpool Combat Club people, whether it's mm-hmm. just Regal or Mox or Utah or whoever. Because he feels very separate from them right now. Yeah, kind of. He wears their merch and stuff, but he, he's always by himself whenever he comes up. Apart from, like, you know, Blood and Guts, because they were all together in that. Mm. But, like... And, like, Regal doing commentary, but you can't right. really do pro- commentary for a, a promo. So, like, more presence, I think, would have I been think, yeah, just having him solid. be with them more, mm-hmm. I think, would make them feel a bit more like a unit. But this was a good promo. Um, built the match very effectively. Wardlow got a video promo. It was fine. He also said Wardlow's World. Don't like it. Uh, Lee Moriarty. Wardlow's to... World. Wardlow's <laughs> World. Party time. Excellent. Woo, 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 woo. Lee Moriarty faced Dante Martin next. Uh, Lee Moriarty, the story of this one is Stokely Hathaway is kind of like corrupting Lee Moriarty to the dark side. And he uh, he came out. 
after an ad break. Stokely Hathaway came up. Just like to point that out that you come back from an ad break and then the thing happens, yeah. not thing happens. Cut to an ad break because that infuriates me. Uh, it came out after an ad break and Lee Moriarty suddenly got a lot more aggressive. Um, started to beat him down a lot more, and then he won with a roll up and he grabbed onto the ropes with the roll up to get the win. I like mm-hmm. it. He still doesn't take Stokely's uh, business card, but he walks off and he's becoming a bit more evil. And Matt, all Side- yes, Matt Seidel said next week he's going to face the teacher and can't believe that Lee wants to win that way and get his big win and everything. This this match, uh, well, not the match. The match is very different. But the finish reminded me a lot of when uh, Edge did this to Randy Orton, when Edge was just the baby face mm-hmm. in like 04. They'd beaten him for the Intercontinental Championship at Vengeance, and then the next night they did the rematch, and Edge just won by putting his feet on the ropes. And I was like, what? Babyfaces don't do that. Mm-hmm. I think it's effective. Yeah, you know? works. It's, like, subtle. It's not. He's not immediately, like, just going to kick him in the balls and, you know, gouge his eyes. And I'm yeah. sure we'll get there, but yeah. it's, a, it's a more subtle transition. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a video promo of um, Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb. Also good. Excited for that match, too. Uh, then we had women's tag match of Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Sky Blue and Ashley Damwaz, I want to say. Don't I do not, me. I'm not usually in favor of changing names of wrestlers. But when I look at your name and just be like, not a clue. Yeah. I have no idea how to pronounce this. Mm-hmm. And like, I heard it and could not remember it. You need a new name. Yeah. Get a new ring name. I don't know if it's her like real name or something like that, but get a new ring name. Uh, this was fine. The action was fine. Uh, is what it is. Rebel had a sandbag. I took and, this out of my edited review because I needed to cut things for time. And the commentary said, because I didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. And the commentary said, Rebel has a sandbag because that's how you stop a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. What? All right. Let me let me say this because this really worked me up when I watched it. Because this is not the first time that they've had this. They've done this gag before. This is the same insider garbage that we buried Vince Russo for in WCW and TNA. No one cares about the stupid sandbag thing. And guess what? A fraction of a fraction of your audience even knows what they're talking about, what they're alluding to. You say, I don't understand the sandbag. You work in wrestling media. (laughs) You watch this stuff more than most fans would be paying attention to wrestling more than most fans would and you don't know what this is because it's not even like a widely reported story it was just like oh i think i forget which one it one which one of them it was someone was sandbagging the other to make the sabotage matches and make moves look worse or whatever yeah no one cares yeah it does not add anything to the product and mm-hmm. it is so insider that it actively detracts from people like what like what why does she have a sandbag and if you can't explain it drop it <laughs> this really wound me up i mm, yeah. th- this was like some tna garbage on AEW and i will not let it slide yeah that was bad uh, we then got a video promo for Ari Davari coming soon mm mm-hmm. mhm cool he, he's been like recruiting folk on mm-hmm. dark and stuff and yeah. they got a little like running angle there yeah maybe we'll see that cool it's cool fine with me i will say in defense of that women's match very quickly that i like their tandem offense yes i think that Britt baker and jamie Hayter played off of each other as a tag team in this match better than i've seen them play off each other in other matches 
Uh, we then had the rap battle. Max Caster versus yeah. Austin Gunn, which I thought was very fun. I thought it was a great, yeah. great uh, segment. Austin Gunn had some surprisingly good lines for his, he for his rap his battle. little Eminem and Eminem ass off. It was pretty good. Uh, give him props for that one. Uh, but then Max Caster came back, had his own lines, went back to Austin Gunn, had some also very good lines. Max Caster went again. It was all very good stuff. Uh, and I like that he he like dropped the dropped the bombshell on him and then uh, Austin Gunn choked, didn't have any more lines. Then they brawled and Gun Club stood tall at the end. Mm-hmm. But it was very fun. Very fun. I, I thought this it. was an effective segment. If you don't like very this effective. sort of thing, like whatever, it's just personal preference and taste at that point. But I thought this was really cool. And I saw Swerve tweet today. Might have been after after the show or something, but I saw him tweet that he's really happy with how much hip hop influence has been worked into AEW this week. I think that is so bang on mm. because again, sorry wrestling fans, hopefully this doesn't offend you, but like, I don't think the typical wrestling audience is like the barometer of cool. And if you want to start attracting people from outside the wrestling bubble, you got to start doing what's cool. Hip hop, rap, it's cool. It's popular. You work that in. It doesn't have to be the whole show, but you work that in a little bit, and maybe you get people with different interests coming in. Mm-hmm. You get a bigger audience that way. I think it's very smart. Uh, we then had the main event, which was Jay Lethal versus Christopher Daniels. It was a match. It was a match. Jay Lethal won with a lethal injection. They beat up Christopher Daniels after the bell. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. the It's tough, because I really want to see Christopher Daniels like doing more stuff mm. i think you can there's a fun story with christopher daniels 50 plus year old wrestler mm. there's a fun thing to do there having him be jobber to ring of honor stars is not what i would be doing mm. and i'm just I'm, I'm ready for this Samoa joe thing to end with jay lethal yeah i don't know if jay lethal's gonna like beat him for the title and then he can be the roh tv champion and go off and do that and open up Samoa joe to do something else but like Ah, this has just been running for so long, and, like, it's been the same promo, the same beatdown, the same everything for, like, two months, three months, however long it's been since Supercard of Honor. Yeah. I'm ready for something different. Yeah. And hopefully we get it. Uh, now we have just run over time a little bit. Uh, we need to get onto your Ultra Chats, but very quickly before we do, I want to say one thing. This is going to be a hot take. Oh? A hot take, because I realized this on Rampage. I don't think I like AEW storytelling structure. It takes like... too long. Yeah. They maintain their stories for too long. Yeah. There's a lot of weeks where you're like, nothing really progressed. Nothing really happened. The stories are still going. It's, bad. it's not bad. It just takes too long to get there. They put on some fantastic wrestling at their big shows. But like the interim stuff is like, it's fine. It's not bad. It just takes a long time. And I'd rather that the stories progressed at a more rapid pace. And I know that's harder for them to do because they don't have as many pay-per-views. You know, they only have the four pay-per-views a year, five pay-per-views a year. But they have their TV specials which they can build to. They just spread them out a little bit more. You should be able to progress stories through that. And I feel like a lot of times you'll have someone who does something one week and you go, can't wait to see what they do next week. And then for the next, they're not there for the next one. They have a video promo the next week. Then they're back three weeks later. You go, oh, I forgot what they did a few weeks ago. Mm. And it's like, I know that cycles, cy- talent is cycled in and out which helps them rest up, and that's good for talent health and all that stuff. They don't have to wrestle all the time, but I just feel like stories need to progress a little bit quicker. 
I would agree. I would agree with that. I think there's been a, a real shift the first like year of Dynamite or so was like, okay, these are going to be meticu- meticulously planned out stories mm. and everything that Cody and MJF did from Full Gear to Revolution was like three and a half months or whatever in between those two and everything was planned out. There was mm. progression every week. We don't have that anymore. Yeah. There's a much bigger roster. There's a much bigger emphasis on booking big matches on TV yes. rather than building to, to big matches. And I'm not going to say that it's, like, worse than that, but the storytelling aspect of it has definitely taken a back seat. Yeah. And I really do see kind of a change, like, when he purchased Ring of Honor, when it's like, well, now you got a whole other company with a whole other set of belts and a whole other roster that you need to now promote and build to. Mm-hmm. And there's not nearly enough TV time to do all of that. Yeah. And now... Maybe if they get a TV deal for Ring of Honor and they, because like I don't know if they knew when Death Before Dishonor was going to be, so they're just kind of like building to a show without a date, and that can be hard. Yeah. If they just sort out Ring of Honor and have that all be its own thing and whatever, I think there's a chance that we get a little bit more stability, but that's not a guarantee. And I would, I would, I would appreciate it. And I also think they're in a holding pattern, uh, a holding pattern until Punk comes back as well. Yeah, like that's thrown him through a loop, and they're just like, "What do we do now?" So then they're just kind of like holding pattern, and be like, "Okay, what do we do for Marks? What's what are the other pieces? Who do we want to promote for when Punk comes back? And then who's going to be our challenger later?" And they're trying to figure that all out, but it's taking time to get there. That's my hot take. Uh, maybe I should do a video essay on it. Before we get into the rest of your Ultra Chats, we have to say thank you to some very special people. Those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on our Patreon page. If you've not been to our Patreon page yet, you should. WrestleTalk.com. Nope. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Loads of extra bonus content. Uh, next week coming up, we're going to have WrestleTalk Extra, which is Tempest and Luke talking about WCW Bash at the Beach 1996. We had such a conversation. It was really mm, fun. Yeah. Uh, very fun episode, so stay tuned for that uh, coming next week. And if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read out on a show. Much like this one. So thank you to Vincent Charloki Garcia. Yeah. Vito Ventura, pet detective. Yeah. Willie Big E Singleton. Yeah. Yanni Zane Hamid. Yeah. Zoe Sung 101. Yeah. The Renegade Nolan Evans. Yeah. Reese Cook, what the rock is smelling. Yeah. Michael Misfit Misslan. Breaking news! Justin Edelheitz. Yeah. That's it for the Hall of Fame class of the 23rd of July, 2022. Thank you so much to our pledge hammers on our Patreon page. Now let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats. Last chance to get those in at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support gonna read all the ones that are five us dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air i was stalling for time because i was opening the document back up charles berg said uh, you can acknowledge someone's contribution to a thing you like while also acknowledging what a terrible person they are they are not mutually exclusive vince was one of the greatest characters in tv history he is also a demon wearing a skin suit jam that jam uh, a very level-headed take charles mm, i think so Fluffy Panda says, uh, you can count on one hand how many teams slash co. Mm. 
that's been taken. I don't know. Uh, that's been taken away from owners. Uh, none bigger than Vince. Crazy. Reds and Clippers were mediocre. This is like Steinbrenner losing the Yankees. Hated Vince as a Hart fan for a long time, and never thought it would happen this way. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Most sports teams are like kind of valued at what WWE is. Yeah, it's like the Yankees are a much bigger deal than WWE. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, Kyle McVicker said, uh, I remember Vince being accused of showing his genitals to someone at a tanning salon and it was just brushed off. He is a good business person, but a horrible person to women. I watch AEW, not WWE, and will never willingly, and have never willingly watched it in 10 years. LOW for life. Nice. Ten Rosa said, uh, evolution is a mystery full of change that no one sees. Happy for the game. Just need Borash in Dunn's place, Heyman and Creative, HBK solely in charge of NXT and NXT UK, and NXT UK dissolves into NXT. Do we see Shane back? Who would you put in which position? I don't know. That's a really big question. Yeah, that's a lot. I don't hate the choices made here. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Put Triple H in charge of Creative. He was decent at it. Yeah. Just put Triple H and Ryan Ward together. I don't even know if mm -hmm. Ryan Ward is still with the company at this point, but, like, I haven't heard much about him, so, like, hire him back if yeah. not. And just, totally. Yeah, just have people that know what they're doing in all the spots. Uh, Kirk Hardyman has been a member for 12 months in a row. Woo! Thank you so much. Uh, I couldn't believe Vince retired. I stopped watching WWE for the stupidity. I hope WWE can start becoming more wrestling and a little less promo. Would be nice. Mm. Ten Rosa said, I can see Vince coming out on Raw in the MSG next Monday. Excuse me. Can see him saying goodbye on the mecca of sports entertainment. Happy for Steph slash Hunter. Survivor Series 01 is more wild now. Pumped for Ring of Honor tomorrow and saw Buddy Matthews tonight in Melbourne. Oh. Nice. Love Buddy. Yep. Yep. Love him. Love Muddy Matthews. Love uh, him. Uh, 24 said, Hey, fellas, I hope you're having an awesome day. Chop, I really liked your Vince retired video. Your reaction is pretty much how I felt, too. Yeah, I was a, li I was a little bit stressed. I was a little bit like, oh, my God, what's happening? Uh, you love yeah. your video, Pete. Yeah, my video. Yeah. Yeah, it was my video. My video. You weren't in it. It's yeah. just me. LIW for life. Uh, Big Mike <laughs> said, uh, first, off, uh, first off, is there any way you guys see Shane back now that Vince is gone? And secondly, it's so weird not hearing Tempest not talk about the G1. You done watching New Japan for now? It's not like an active decision that I've made or anything. It's just far less interesting than it was three years ago. And I was really yeah. hoping this G1 would be really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really bloated. Yeah. Uh, shall I hot tag for, to you for some uh, some of the other ultra chats? Sure. Matt Hennessy says, uh, also would like, also would some of the dumb name oh, changes be dropped? One. Yes. Uh, Pete Dunn, yes, hopefully. Nick Pinot says, tuned into SmackDown for the first time since 2016 last night. Can't say I'll be back anytime soon. I'm just glad I missed the Steph bit at the beginning because I would have thrown my remote through the TV. Also, the Corbin and Pat beatdown nearly gave me a seizure. That camera work things that need to change. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, Heavy Metal Mike says, I wasn't planning on going to SmackDown last night, but I had to go to be able to say that I was at SmackDown the day that Vince retired, at least for the first retirement, because we know how wrestling is. It's true. It is true. Yeah. Goki says, Triple H as the head of creator for Raw and Paul Heyman for SmackDown or vice versa would be awesome. Be interesting. Sure. Not not against it. Yeah. You know, I'm open to change. Big Mike is back again to say, is there any way in hell you guys think that Brock could win the championship with the leak of his action figure having two belts or was that just people talking? Oh, and is Max Dupree gone now or did I miss something? He wasn't on this show. Uh -huh. uh, and they said they said something about like you know he's gonna be back next week or whatever. So I, I've, I've I've heard uh, speculation mm. on on mm. on the Twitter sphere, mm. which is very interesting. But I will say no more because yes. you know 
unconfirmed. It's, it's speculation. It's speculation. Uh, I don't think Brock's going to win, no. No, I, w- I would bet against it. Yeah. Uh, Mary McFly, 1107, says, Hi, Pete and Tempest. Sorry for my Australian dollary dues, but just wondering whether now that Triple H is the head of talent relations, if he'll be bringing back Naomi and Sasha, amazing, keep, uh, keep up the amazing work. I could see that a lot, mo- a lot more likely, I think, mm-hmm. uh, Vince, than John Laurinaitis. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Funny how that works. Mm. Uh, Vandalia1998 says, This is just my opinion, but I think a big improvement would be no more last-minute script storyline changes unless an actual emergency happens, like being trapped in Saudi or Kofi replacing Ali, because so, those randomly work. I mean, yes, there is card subject to change for actual reasons. Yes. Not just, ah. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Yeah. Bailey Donovan says, hi, guys. I've turned 18 today. Happy birthday. Where? Uh, when can I buy the WrestleTalk Lads a pint then? Also, what the hell is going on with pro wrestling? Great question. Both Great of them, question. in fact. Yes. Fluffy Panda is now a member. Woo! Thank you so much. Blue Jay, uh, Blue Jay Blaze says, I'm curious if Tempest and Jim Cornette could bond over their mutual dislike of Kevin Dunn. Uh, you guys are awesome. Stay out there. Jam that jam. Not on your life, pal. <laughs> Juan Gabriel says, sup, LIW. The best way to look at the changes people want is to think back to the hall monitor episode of SpongeBob. And he's standing there in front of the poster saying, the maniac. And he's looking around suspiciously, tread lightly, love y'all, LIW for life. Yeah, I wonder who ruined WWE. It's like, uh, I wonder who booked this SummerSlam card that we hate. Mm, yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Legit Underboss says, hey, Tempest, Alex, Queen of the Ring, wanted uh, to let you know she bl- Oh, I was there. Don't you worry. I was mm-hmm. in that stream. Yeah. Uh, wants to let uh, you know she blames you for the divide in her chat because a bunch of people said that uh, I was the reason uh, that they like peanut butter and pickle sandwiches and a lot of people are grossed out by it. I'm well aware, my friend. We, Alex and I talked about that on our latest Twitch stream. You I need stand to by it. wear that badge with pride. Absolutely. Uh, Kush Renata says, has become a member. Woo! And Richard Martinez says, Tempest, after watching your Vince video, yes, my Vince video. Your Vince video. <laughs> from a party, I had to ask, do you bring your mask everywhere uh, you go in case uh, you have to make an impromptu breaking news video? Or do you genuine, genuinely walk around in one because it's kayfabe, because kayfabe is not dead? Uh, what mask? <laughs> this is my true mask. This is my true mask. And Ten Rosa with the last one, this will be the last call, says, really hoping WrestleTalk stops rushing through these videos. It's a big day. It's okay if you go long. We, the audience, really enjoy these videos and streams. Our chat uh, feel like they get run through quickly. Um, well, it's also a matter of time and money, because the longer we go, the more it costs us, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, we appreciate all your guys' support. We don't want to rush through your chats and, and all that stuff, but also there's so much to talk about. I would talk about wrestling for three hours. Easily. It's not It's not feasible uh, for, for these sorts of streams. So Tempest, yes. it was very lovely yesterday, yes. I think, um, aside from, you know, all the, the news and everything happening. Put me in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was a hell of a moment, that. Um, I f- just feel like everyone that was there that, you know, obviously we see each other quite a lot around the office. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily hang out all the time. And when we do, it's normally like, we'll go to the pub, we'll have a pint. Right. Or we'll play some board games. And don't get me wrong, I love doing that. That mm-hmm. is incredibly fun. But... I also think it was really nice just to see everyone, have some drinks, have a good time, 
and everyone was having a, a party and a boogie. And it was it was it was lovely. It was I really lovely. enjoyed last night. It was seeing everyone in a different habitat. Because mm. like everybody was out in the wild. And I don't know, there was something about it where I just hadn't seen me personally having just gotten here and everything, I had not seen a lot of people just interacting that way in mm-hmm. a in a festivious party setting. Yeah. Like after you had left, we were playing beer pong and everything. And watching Adam get really into beer pong and everything and like, you know, talking S word to, to Sullivan, like Sully, you don't have it. You're getting down real close and he's animated and everything. And it's like, never seen this mm. in person and just and that goes for like everybody. Like watching everybody in that setting was totally different. And it was like, oh, this is refreshing. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. You got to see Adam's competitive side then. Oh yeah. 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 I've seen that before. But yeah. perhaps not like that. There was vodka involved. So, yeah. I'm Nut- kinda of, kinda of glad I left before that, I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had to leave a little Ooh. bit earlier because uh I I had today, I have work. And I start really early. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I started work this morning at six thirty oh, in the morning. Nut job. So Good lord. I'm I mean I gotta, man. There's stuff to do. I need yeah. to, I've got a SmackDown to watch. I've got the, all of the news to talk about, you know? So, yeah, I, I had to go early. Even though everyone was like, so, Pete, you're staying for another drink, right? And I was like, no, I am going home. I have work early, guys. They're like, that sounds like you're having another drink, Pete. Mm-hmm. Like, no, Adam, piss off. I'm going home. Um, Meanwhile, I was there until, like, 1 a.m. Yeah. Just, you know, chilling. And so it was like, <sighs> hey, don't you have a podcast tomorrow? I was like, that's <laughs> fine yeah, it's future me's problem <laughs> and now future me is just me yeah and you know what it's not a problem no i think you made the that right choice no problem. yeah that ain't no problem see the thing is i would have stayed until one but also the last train home that i could have got from like stratford is mm-hmm. at like two minutes past one yeah so i needed to make sure i was well before that uh i just yeah. ubered home bit the bullet oh god i couldn't it would be way too much money for me because i live quite far from where we were further than yes where i am okay Uh, yeah i think so i yes yes i'm gonna i'm gonna say definitively yes fair enough um but yeah it still though i really enjoyed it and fingers crossed we're gonna have more shenanigans you're gonna be away (gasps) you selfish so-and-so um because you're going back to canada yeah for a wedding for a wedding gonna be missing out on a birthday party because they're gonna go to a wedding tis editor terry's birthday party next weekend gonna be doing that next saturday (laughs) when SummerSlam is on hey we're not gonna be watching SummerSlam apart from the people that are uh and the rest of us are gonna be having a party with editor terry it's gonna be fun i'm not like if i was just going home and not doing anything festivious word of the day i would probably feel a lot more fomo but mm-hmm. I still feel it. Yeah. This, this is a fun crew. Yeah. There's going to be freaking Clock Tower and stuff. And I want to play Clock Tower. Are we doing Clock Tower? I don't know. I imagine y'all get together f- for any sort of occasion. It's just like, so Clock Tower, right? <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't feel like it's the kind of game you could just be like, hey, this is a party. Let's play some Clock Tower. You know? Well, it depends on what percentage of the people in attendance are mm. NRB slash talk folk. And that's the thing. I don't even know who's going to be going. Right. Like, I have no idea. I've kind of tuned yeah. myself out of that mm. discussion just because yeah. I'm not going to be there. Yeah. And, you know, I just, there's no point. Yeah. But yeah, at least I'm going to a wedding. I'll still have yeah. a good time. I will still get 
quite drunk, yeah. I imagine. Nice. Yeah. 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 It's fun. It's going to be one of the first weddings I'll have gone to where I know both people about mm. equally as well. Oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. maybe one a little bit more than the other. Definitely longer than the other, but... Mm-hmm. Not that much longer when you think grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. you know, when when their relationship had started and everything, it was I'd worked with one of them for a year and then you really bond in that one year and then you introduce the new person. It's like, OK, well, you're this person's partner and that's just kind of how you see it. And then you become friends. It's like, well, I met her like six years ago. I met him five years ago. Yeah. It's not that big of a difference now, mm. you know, and yeah. I then went on to also work with him at a separate job. Mm. So I've had about equal time spent with the two of them. So now I just get to see my two friends get married. Nice. That is adorable. Yeah. That's very sweet. Yeah. Oh, do you want to know something else adorable that happened this morning? Yes. Which I, which I hope my partner isn't going to kill me to say. Um, woke up this morning, went to uh, my laptop, start my start my work. And there was a there was a little love heart suite on my, on my, just next to my laptop. It just said love you on Aww. it. And I was like. Well, that's put me in a really good mood well, to start my day. Well, she does care. Yeah. And I was like, that's sweet. So she must have done that like last night before I got in, which that's is very, adorable. very sweet. Yeah. And it started off my day right. It How nice. disgusting. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it was very nice. And I, and I enjoyed nice. it. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were saying that you're away next week. And the uh, week after, mi- in fact. Indeed, which means you're not on the podcast next week. No. You are away. It's going to be me and Sullivan, Sullivan Bo Brown, for next uh, SmackDown and Rampage podcast, who's also, he is also going to be doing the live reactions for SummerSlam with Luke. Mm-hmm. Hell of a lineup. I love that this week I've heard nothing but like, oh, Sullivan, doing SmackDown and the live reactions? Mm. You know, oh, how are you going to do that? And I was like... Where are we all? I did Money in the Bank like three weeks ago. It was the exact same thing. Yeah. And oh, like, yes, yes. I've done it before as well, where I've done my usual Saturday, starting yeah. super duper early, then doing the podcast in the afternoon, and then doing the live reactions that night. Like, we, we've done that before. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a lot. But also, he's not special. <laughs> yeah, you hear that, Sullivan? You hear that, Sullivan? Not special no, at all. No. Yeah. We've done it. We didn't complain. We did complain. Of course. But, you know... We're not complaining now. Except when we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. It's also not really complaining because it might be a long day, but it's a long day doing very little actual work yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Oh, darn. I have to sit here and look at a TV. And yeah. I have to, I have talk to watch, watch wrestling. Nah. Ah, no. Bollocks. It's my least favorite thing. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking that. I, I did a tweet earlier uh, when I was on the train to the studio this morning. I did a tweet saying like, you know, sometimes I feel like I have the best job in the world. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I, and like, I don't even know what particularly calls that. Like, you know, what, obviously, like there was so much news that happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Smackdown was, yeah, Smackdown, whatever. I hadn't watched Rampage at that point. Uh, I think it maybe just because it was last night and I'd seen so many. It was like the people that I work with are great. Yes, you know? that helps. And I don't know. I think it was insanely stressful when all like the breaking news stuff happened. But I, I can't. I, that stress. But I, but I, but I kind of love it. You yeah. know, that that sort of uh, vibe of just being like, this thing has happened. We're gonna make a video. Here it goes. Bang. We've done a thing, and people are like, wow, you got out of video so quickly. I'm like, I know. That's because we worked hard on it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it it's nice. I, I enjoy that that aspect to it. And obviously, the people that I work with are great, and we had a good time last yeah, night. Yeah, I felt so, like yeah. last night was a good example of like the team being proactive, taking mm. initiative. That paying off. Yeah. Just good 
good energy with people that know what they're doing and like everybody's just like running point where it's like, hey, thumbnail, bang, that's ready. Hey, you're gonna hold you're gonna hold the camera and we're gonna do mm -hmm. this and blah blah blah. Yep. It just worked. It was a smooth process. And this yeah. this it is important to make the distinction where it's just like, yes, we have the best job in the world, or potentially one of them. This job could suck if we hated each other. <laughs> you know, if, this yeah, was, if you dreaded, really if you dreaded going into work because it's like, oh god, I gotta sit next to this guy, sit next to that peak guy. Oh god, it would be draining talking about wrestling and mm -hmm. not being able to just be like, man, just joking with your buddy and the co-host and exactly. blah blah blah. Like yeah. this could be lousy, yeah, but it's not because of the people that we work with. Exactly, you know. So leaving a, a party for fifteen minutes to go over and do a breaking news video. Wearing a lucha mask in front of a bush. Mm. It's like, boy, we have a fun, silly job, don't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. You know? And, like, we don't stop because news always happens. Yeah. So we're always, like, kind of on, on standby for that. But, again, I kind I kind of like that. I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. It's, it's very unique. And mm -hmm. I think very rewarding when it is good. And, like we've been saying, I think the vibes with... I, I think it was. I think maybe it was that smooth process that we talked about where we said, okay, news is broken. And we panicked for a little bit to be like... Let's call Ollie. Who's doing the video? Let's get it done. But as soon as we had a process in place, we're like, okay, Andy's going to film. Me and Tim's going to talk. Hey, thumbnail maker Brandon, are you around by any chance? He's like, yeah, I can do that. I was like, amazing. Let's go. We'll record the thing. Andy, upload that. Brandon, you got the thumbnail? Amazing. Brandon, can you do the meta for this? Amazing. Thank you, mate. Push it live. Go. And it just, and it all happened. And we got the video out and it was great. Uh, yeah. So it, it made me appreciative of, of the people that I work with and, and how it all works. It was nice. It is nice. Yeah. Uh, and on that wholesome note, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Russell Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week because it is SummerSlam next week. Uh, as as we uh, yeah as we uh, mentioned, um, Tempest will not be here for the podcast next week. It's going to be me and Sullivan Bo Brown talking about SmackDown and Rampage, and then we have live reactions on the Russell Talk Podcast YouTube channel with Luke and Sullivan, and then we're going to have a review of SummerSlam with Luke and Ollie on the Sunday as well. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening. We love you very much. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. 
Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.